Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're going to need a bigger boat. Diani now over the back sends a lovely pass in. Oh, what a goal that is! The strike to the bottom left corner, and Dali puts it in with a rocket. Diani through, Diani sticks out of foot, traps the ball. There's some air, makes it three. This might be over already. Yes, France took care of Morocco in Adelaide last night. 4-0 the scoreline in their round of 16 Women's World Cup match. Of course, they play the Matildas in Brisbane on Saturday. How will they go? And what does it mean for sport in Australia, Julian? And that's the question of Duff's deep dive this week, of course. It is brought to you by the Isuzu MUX, the seven-seater Isuzu MUX, and you can live your own way in the seven-seater Isuzu MUX. But what do you think? I, I get the feeling that the Matildas have the potential to make a seismic shift in the Australian sporting landscape. One, a seismic shift which pushes up women's sport, and two, a seismic shift which pushes youngsters towards soccer in Australia. I think if they get through, they've probably got to get past another, at least another round and play in the semi-final stage. But if they can do that, then I think we're looking at a, a big change in the Australian sporting landscape as a result of what we've seen from the Matildas. I think they already are, Duff. <clears throat> and I think that is obvious. That is evidenced by what we've been seeing with the crowds around the country. The, the record crowds that we've seen at just about every venue. I mean, just going back to that France game last night, uh, there's 12,500 people on a cold Tuesday night in Adelaide going along to see a match between France and Morocco. I mean, who would have imagined that? You're seeing crowds of 40,000, 45,000 in Sydney at the Sydney Football Stadium to go and watch matches between neutral nations. We are already seeing that seismic shift. But I go back to and I hesitate to use the men's game as a comparison, but I go back to England in 1990 at a time where the game was on its... Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was on its knees, but certainly on the outs because this was on the back of the, the hooliganism era in England. Uh, you know, It wasn't really seen as... I guess it was always mainstream, but it wasn't looked upon as a favourable event. And then come the England side of the 1990 World Cup, and they made the semi-finals and reinvigorated a country's love for football and their national team. And then on the back of that, a couple of years later, the Premier League is, is formed and obviously you're off to the races. But... I do agree with you on the point that they're probably one more win away from truly embedding that, much like how the England men's side did in 1990. I think that a semi-final berth at this World Cup, at minimum, would be that moment for the Matildas and for Australian football as a whole. This isn't just a gender 
situation anymore. This isn't just about women's sport. This is about the, the code as a whole. And if they can get to that semi-final stage, then we will be seeing the residuals of that for 20 years plus. Yeah, I think what we're going to see is the access to first-choice athletes. I think that's what's going to happen here. Now, the difference between... Um, football, as you would call it in England, and soccer, as I would call it in Australia, is that soccer has never been a first-choice athlete sport in Australia. It's had its uh, niches, and it's had its strong uh, spots and and weaker spots. It's always been a story of missed opportunity, I think, with soccer in Australia. Just at the point where you think they're going to break through, they will stumble, they will mess up in some way. Um, Administratively, they've been shambolic. But what I do see here is the hero worship, the adulation that's going to be bestowed on these players. And it's no longer just about Sam Kerr. That's the other thing. The fact that Sam Kerr has been mainly missing from our first four matches at this World Cup, um, hopefully she plays um, you know, more. Hopefully she plays at least half the game on Saturday and hopefully we get through and hopefully she plays full games from then on in. But the fact we've seen Caitlin Ford emerge as a genuine superstar um, in Australian sport. We've seen Hayley Razzo emerge as a genuine superstar in Australian sport. This is now a number of girls who are going to become household names. And if we get through one more round, it's not just going to be about a sugar hit where everyone goes, oh, that was great. We all feel good about it. And now we all move on and we do something else. I think if people can see um, three or four massive events which the the Matildas will have played if they get through to the semi-final stage, it will stay with them. Girls will pick up the sport and play it. Um, and I think young boys will too. Um, it, it will be embraced. As we talked about on the show yesterday, um, the women's game, the Matildas game against Denmark the other night was the most viewed sporting event in Australia this year. Now, if you'd have said that could happen about... A, a women's sporting event in Australia, a women's soccer match in Australia five years ago, you wouldn't have thought that was humanly possible. It was more than just any sporting event. It was the most viewed TV program, period, Yep, uh, in Australian TV this year. And that will be broken on Saturday, I guarantee you. Saturday, 5 p.m., the game in Brisbane against France, that will be beaten again. And going back to that semi-final, if it is, and look, as I called that game last night. France were very, very ominous. But you do also have to take in the quality of opposition being Morocco. They far and away overachieved to get to the round of 16. And, and the game was over in 25 minutes. Um, the fact that the Matildas have beaten France already in the warm-up game at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne a few weeks ago does give us some cause for confidence. But this is a very different environment altogether. But if they were to get through to that semi-final... The other game in that side of the bracket is England-Columbia. So you want to talk about moments that leave memories. Australia versus England in a potential semi-final. That in itself is something that you remember. The great sporting rivalry already, and particularly in that stadium, Stadium Australia, you you think back to the Rugby World Cup final 2003. That still stays with a lot of people. Those sorts of... That's the sort of of Pantheon that we're getting to now. And then if, you know, if all things being equal and geez, I hope it happens, if they can make it through to the final, we're seeing heavyweights fall left and right. And then you see what's on the other side of the draw, Japan, 
they are the favourites to get through on the other side of the jaw. Could you imagine Australia-Japan? Japan, in a final. Yeah, Japan looks ominous. The, you know the other thing, um, the other element to this is that for a stadium that's often maligned, there have been, like what usually um, embeds stadiums in our affections over the years is the events that we see there and the happenings that we see there. The MCG is great because it was the, you know, it hosted the 1956 Olympics. It hosts the AFL Grand Final, the old VFL Grand Finals. It becomes a place of worship, you know, the Boxing Day Test. You think about the major events at Stadium Australia, for a place that's maligned because of its location, there have been some incredible events at Stadium Australia. It's where Cathy Freeman ran the 400 metres, you know. It's where John Aloisi converted the penalty that got us back in the World Cup finals. You mentioned the the Rugby World Cup final as well. Um, And now the Matildas, you know, fingers crossed if they get through, they will have played three times at that stadium in in massive, massive events. And and nothing quite unites the country like when either our men's or women's soccer team gets going in a major international sporting competition. It's it is the world game. And you know, I'm an AFL guy myself, but I do acknowledge it is the world game and then when they get going at a World Cup, um, obviously if our men ever get through to the elimination stages is a big achievement. Our women have a chance to go further than that and really compete at the pointy end. The nation does get behind them in a way they do not get behind any other national team. I was in that stadium the night that the Socceroos won the Men's Asian Cup against the Korea Republic in extra time. And I grew up in the area. So this I know full well about how maligned that stadium is. When it's empty, it's horrendous. But when it's full, it is as amazing an atmosphere as any stadium in the country. Yep. I agree. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line. That is 0487 736 736. You can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. That's been Duff's Deep Dive. Thanks to the seven-seater Isuzu MUX. You can live your own way in the MUX. Visit your Isuzu Ute dealer today. We'll be back after the break.